Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, our production of Gorkong, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. And today's news is important. It's record news, record revenues mm-hmm. out of Dragonfly. We're talking to Cameron Shell, he's the chairman and CEO. The company trades in both the US on the NASDAQ, DPRO, and for our friends in Canada, also under DPRO. And for those new to the story, you saw the record revenue number. Guys, if you love drones, if you believe in the future, what drones are going to do in our society, for our business, for our personal, for our health, then you're going to love this interview because Dragonfly is an award-winning, life-saving, record revenue generating, industry-leading drone solutions company. They're not just selling the drones, guys. They're selling solutions. They're established in 1998. They're considered the oldest commercial drone company in the world. This isn't your recreational drone company. What they do is create cutting-edge drone solutions, software, artificial intelligence systems that revolutionize the way organizations actually do their business. That's why they're an industry leader with tier one clients from law enforcement, global law enforcement, uh, to enterprise-style companies. More than just lip service, guys, look at the revenue growth. 2019, 1.4 mil. 2020, 4.4 mil. 2021, over 7 mil. And now Q1 was a record revenue, 2 mil. This Q2, another one, that's what we're going to talk about today, about $2.4 million in revenue, another record quarter. Uh, and usually I go through you know, partnerships, milestones. I don't even know where to start with this company. The first drone to be inducted into the Smithsonian, uh, medical, the first ever medical response search and rescue drones deployed in the Ukraine, a strategic partnership with Woz ED, the Apple co-founder, Steve Wozniak's K-12, K-12 ed program, and on and on. Cameron, welcome back, my friend. George, I, I love it, man. You get me jacked up about my about our own business. I'll tell you, it's 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 awesome. It's so fun to be. I you know it's you know Monday mornings, which it is here right now. Obviously, is uh they're they're, they're a grind, and I was just uh, I just I, I I knew I was gonna have a good Monday morning because I got to spend some. I'm your caffeine too. shot for the week. <laughs> exactly. Well, look at my name, right? You're you. George I see Jones, that. <laughs> drone lover. Usually, I put founder, president, awesome, drone lover, man, because I love our interviews. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Let's talk about Q2 first. A record. Congratulations. So that is in line with your mission of making Dragonfly one of the top two uh, drone solutions companies in the world. That keeps going so that you're you're achieving that. But what I want to talk about was the fact that you did it in a Q2 that was a disaster for the global economy. Q2 is April, May, June. May was the, you know, everyone was running with their head on fire. What does that say about the strength of Dragonfly's business? its pipeline and where it's going. The fact that even the world's kind of on fire business-wise, you're growing. Yeah. So, well, so, so first of all, thanks for the observation. Again, thanks for, th- thanks for the time, and the opportunity to, to talk with you. So the, uh, you know, the bigger, the, kind of the bigger story there uh, isn't about Dragonfly. It's really about the industry and this industry, you know, it's going from a $20 billion industry to a $40 billion industry in wow. seven years. And the primary reason it's going to that $40 billion industry in seven years, uh, and this is the first time I've read these projections and, and like said, yeah, okay, th- these are these are potentially possible, is, is because of regulation. And the FAA in particular, you know, a couple of years ago put out some, started to put out some really clear 
uh, directional regulation around beyond visual line of sight. So everything in the drone, commercial drone industry lives and dies on regulation. The FAA, Transport Canada, et cetera, et cetera, in regulated markets, it's right. all it, like the, the, the revenues and EBITDA, everything else is going to go up and down based on regulation. And we got a great tailwind um, at our back in that regard. So, uh, you know, so, it, so, so we should be growing. Um, yeah, the, 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 the global economies had a, you know, had a good spanking and lots of challenges out there in lots of industries. But if you're not growing in this industry, you know, it's, it, there's, it, it's a problem Now we have supply chain challenges and everything else, but, but the reality is this industry is absolutely booming right now. The fact that our numbers aren't bigger than they are, that the fact that our numbers aren't infinitely bigger than they are is simply because we're building out capacity we've chosen a path of organic growth not that we're not looking at acquisitions and such we're really focused on our engineering our ip our our direct customer relationships and being able to work with those folks and build an infrastructure that's going to allow us to really capture the total size of this market we're not in this you know to be you know a great business we are in this to be the industry we are in this to be an industry leading you know top three player and and that's going to make us a multi multi hundred hundred million dollar you know organization nice so wow. the pragmatic okay. i love those words cam yeah it's, it's so the pragmatic nature of like making sure that we're scaling our resources both our capacity our manufacturing capability our engineering staff our culture all that type of stuff has been you know it's, it's been arduous to say the least so you know you know, we could drive bigger numbers and hit some big spikes, um, but but we're but you know we're I think that's our fifth record quarter. And I, I might be I think that's true. That's our fifth record. It's, quarter. How about this? It's endless right now. It's just yeah. record record. By the way, that global so the global regulations are especially FAA and in Canada. Is that is is that an indication, Cam, of the bigger macro picture that governments are starting to realize the importance that drones are going to play in our economy, in our healthcare? And, and how we do things is that do you think that's a, a great sign and that's what they so, so certainly in North America where you've got a very mature economy um incorporating something as disruptive as drones into it not just disruptive but I mean like game changing inflation driving down technologies and services and and such you know you've got to consider all the other industries it affects you have to consider all the other people it affects you know, it's it's it, you're not in the middle of, of a desert or a Sahara or a remote area or a war zone where, you know, regulation isn't important. You're flying drones over people's head. They're carrying packages. They're delivering things. They're they're critical part of the infrastructure for emergency response. Regulation is really important. In fact, regulation is what will allow this this uh, drone industry to grow and help ensure. Can you imagine the aviation industry without regulation? I, I mean, it just it would be. It, it, Once I mean, we got the rules in place, then you can set. Then everybody can say, "Okay, I want drones for this. I want drones." Customers for that. know what to expect. That. Customers have a certain standard of uh, vendor or manufacturer that they can count on. Those vendors and manufacturers are held to a certain standard. It's better for the whole industry. It's better for the whole economy. So it's it's uh, look, it, it's unfolding, it, and it's unfolding as fast as it can unfold. Um, and I do not think regardless of you know consist I, I think what's really important is that we we see consistent record revenue not necessarily the size or even the percentage increases right now it's just consistency is the most important thing that absolutely explosive curve that hockey stick that people talk about hasn't hasn't happened yet it's going to happen but the, the demand is there but the reason it hasn't happened yet is strictly because of the of the capacity of the quality manufacturer yeah, you're getting ready for it you want to be ready for it's, it's, it you don't want to just up. run around and do patchwork you want to create the foundations all the elements so then you can put tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars of revenue on top of that without having to worry about supporting it 
Well, I mean, in fact, the customers that we have, you know, at the door right now, that's what they're demanding. So it's not even a matter of, geez, we'd sure like to jack our numbers up, you know, to, to kind of get everything going and just feel better about life and have the stock higher and all that type of stuff. We'd love to cut, you know, part of me is like, oh, let's get her going. But but the customers that we have, right, and the size and the scale of the things that they're asking for us just don't allow us to even do that. So in some respects, we, we kind of feel like, you know, pat ourselves in the back. And we're feeling very pragmatic and trying to do things the right way. Just the reality is, you know, when you've got an order that's come in, you know, I, I can cite lots of them, but the only one I can really, really talk about right now, say, is, is uh, Digital Dream Lab. You know, one example, that's a $9 million a year order for three years in a row. That requires tooling. It requires, oh, I just, it's just amazing. You know, so you've got to be able to build that in in order to meet that demand. And that's one of, I'd, I'd hazard to say how many, 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 you know, that are not just in the pipeline, but that, but that we're, we're prepping for. So, oh, I like when you drop those little, egg, those little uh, Easter eggs oh, there. Oh, man, I just, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hey, you're, you're, you're another sign of your financial strength and your financials, because I like to look at these closely, right? Is that your margin is growing, revenue is growing, and your margin is growing. So you're, uh, you're at 42.8%. Uh, this quarter, you're at 368 So I did a quick calculation. So your margin is growing as well by seven, just under 17%. So you've got not only sales power, but pricing power, it seems like, which is also a good sign of demand. It means that you guys are able to pick and choose great projects to work on. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, you know, I, I think we're at the top of the curve of that margin uh, right now, and it could end up being a little bit choppy going forward. But that's more about the maturing of the business. Uh, certainly hardware, our strategy is for hardware pricing and margin to always be coming down. So right now we've got lots of new innovation, lots of demand, uh, lack of capacity on the manufacturing side globally, you know, from the industry to be able to meet that demand. Uh, you've got supply chain issues. So customers are patient because every industry is waiting 18 weeks or 12 weeks for delivery on product or, 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 or and even services at time. So, you know, we, we're in a bit of a we're in a bit of a good spot as that regards. That being said, we're very, very focused on our IP. We're very focused on our data services. We're very focused on our actual flight services because those are our high margin businesses. And, and that's entirely where we're going to be continuing to drive our business. Now, we need to maintain being a manufacturer for a number of reasons. Primarily, that's how you maintain the security chain. Two, you starting with the, the idea, but then, you know, kind of right after the idea is what is the airframe that needs to carry this unique sensor or can add something to be able to make your service or your product uniquely different? And that's what drives your service revenue. So you need to be able to, in our opinion, our solutions you know, strategy is that you need to be able to be a manufacturer so that you can develop unique product. Now, that hardware product, we're going to do everything we can to drive the price down. We want to give this stuff away. We want to give it away as much as we can, you know, as our data, uh, software, and services revenue. You know, That's where the money is, right? It's not in selling the drone. You want to get that drone into Georgecom and then create creating on service, ongoing service revenue yeah. forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and more and more. Yeah. So, um, and, and by the way, well, I want to go into your new products where your balance sheet too, people should know is very strong. $16.2 million. I was reading that yeah, right so, on the so balance sheet as of the end of June, as of the end of the correct. quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, you know, nice. so we, we've got well over a year's worth of runway in front of us. 
uh, you know, we've been in business for 20 some years, so we know how to scale a business to be able to be EBITDA positive when, when we need to be. But right now it's really about market share and it's really about satisfying customer expectations. So we're going to continue to invest in that market share and customer expectation um, uh, cycle. And then, uh, you know, and, and then look to even that out over the next 12 to 18 months. Now we've got some big product initiatives. We've got some very big customer uh, uh, implementations and integrations uh, that will be unfolding. We've got a couple of potential acquisitions that may be interesting um you know so it's I'm, I'm not saying that we wouldn't use up those cash in those specific situations but and you got the to, bottom line is you have the jet you have the power to do it yeah 100 yeah, we, we've got optionality uh we've got optionality in which is us. really important for everyone at home also because look uh markets have been a little bit financial turmoil so small cap companies that are struggling uh, that might have been more speculative. They're just not going to get the funding. A lot of these companies are going to struggle, maybe even die. But here you guys are. You've got a ton of support. You've got a big balance sheet. So I think it's important for everyone at home. It's, to know it's a buyer's market for sure. It's an investor's market. And so yep. we need we need to remain very, very conscious of that. And and uh, and when we look at our balance sheet and or the options to take in more capital to grow the business, it has to be very carefully weighed off you know, against, you know, what is that upside going to be? And, you know, we, we rarely or ever, if ever, take a short-term view. But if we can't, you know, very, very pragmatically justify any income capital or in any incoming capital, you know, based against the, you know, the eventual EPS and how it's going to drive shareholder value, you, you know, we can't do that, which which is why we've, we've not done any acquisitions of the late either. We've just been organic. Uh, and focused on organic growth. It's the best use of our capital right now. Yeah, well, look, you know, guys, that's why I'm saying, you know, the income statement, the balance sheet for the quarter says it all. It's not just Cam talking the talk, they're walking the walk. Let's talk about innovation going forward. Uh, you got three new products. It's called the Heavy Lift Drone, which I can imagine what that means. The Commander 3XL and the Drone and Long Range, uh, the Drone uh, and Long Range LiDAR. Let's talk a little bit about each and why they're going to impact. Some people might right now say, oh, I don't want to hear about some new product, but let's talk about how these are going to impact. There's a reason why uh, you're bringing this into the fold. Yeah, you know, great, great observation again. And the fact for us is that our uh, products aren't about selling products. They're in support of a longer term solution. So they're in support of big solution sales that we have coming down the pipe from customers that require uh uh, very specific long-term either services contracts or data contracts or nice. AI software type driven contracts. And this is the hardware that was developed out of it right, in order for us to be able to provide those. So we're in a bit of a unique and, and, uh, and, and you know, privileged, if you will, position to be able to have had customers for the last 20 years and, no, and, and they've all been waiting to pull the trigger on drone fleets and all the uses that were possible. But because of regulation, the commercial market didn't exist. Certainly, there was a military market and there was a, a consumer market. But the commercial market in that $20 billion number is just it's just that big, which is also why we've been a small company up till now. And every other company that's tried to be in that space as a commercial company, literally in North America, has gone out of business. So um, the, the products that we come get, they're products. But they're really part of bigger solutions for much bigger industry type yeah, sales. So first of all, like that. yeah, it, it has to reside underneath uh, a strategy that's driven by customer demand. So the, the heavy lift drone, uh, this thing can carry just about 70 pounds for about an hour. Uh, it, uh, we have a medium lift. In, in fact, you know, we, we had three products that we announced last quarter. We had, a, we had a product before that that we announced as well, which is the medical response drone. And the medical response drone is a medium lift drone, does about 35 pounds. 
And, and you know, that's the main uh, delivery product that we're using in Ukraine right now for humanitarian uh, and resupply. And so uh, now this, the, the, the heavy lift drone is- What's, what's an uh, example of an application, camera for the heavy lift? Uh, what kind of application would require up to 70 pounds of drone, uh, drone delivery for an hour? Well, you can look at anything, uh, any any type of uh, delivery that might be in the light industrial space, it might be in the resupply space, it might be in the remote location space. Uh, when you think about resupply, think about Ukraine, uh, you know, like, you know, you're, you think about being able to resupply, uh, you know, pockets of people, you know, uh, in ways that before you used to have to get trucks in there. And you think 70 pounds, well, really, how much is that? But you have to keep in mind that you can fly hundreds of these things at the same yep. time, right? As opposed to like trying to drive a column of, you know, supply trucks into a particular area, which there may not be bridges, there may be hostile activity, there may be all kinds of things. So it's really a capability to look at uh, at resupply in, in maybe a military sense and many, maybe, maybe other senses. And then your light industrial area, where this is really going to go to, think about ship to shore, think about ports, think about, you know, those types of uh, things. And those are big customers that we have uh, discussions ongoing with. Um, so, yeah, so, so it's, it's really taking. But I love the fact you come out these products because they're in response, in anticipation and response of what your customers are already going to be looking to you for for solutions as opposed to just let's put out a heavy lift and a three XL and see if we can sell some of these. I love that in response to what customers are, are going to be coming down the pipe, man. Yeah. That's that. Uh, every, every, we're, we're just in that luxurious position where we don't have to guess. And our R and D is based on what our color customers, you know, so it's kind of like a lean startup model uh, for every single product that, that we go through. Um, we've got the three XL uh, drone, which is the one that you see just above my uh, my shoulder here, and um, th this is a switchblade type of a of a of a drone, uh, whereby it it basically breaks down into a package about this size. It, you know, literally, if you had a pair of cargo pants on, you can whip it in the side pocket. Takes up you know this little side pocket of a backpack. Gets together in, in literally a couple of minutes. You pop it up into the air. This thing can carry. It's just crazy what's happening in engineering right now. I love it. This thing, right, can carry just about 30 pounds. And, and, and it is the size of like those little yeah, thing with my cargo pants. The fact that I can put it right in there and almost carry my it's, suitcase. It's insane. Checking at the airport. That's pretty wild, man. So it's very unsexy looking. It's very utilitarian. It's very, you know, a bit, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, some fun applications that we're looking at right now with different firefighting uh, units is like th this thing's, you know, it, it's dropping chainsaws into areas, right? You know, for bushfighters and it's dropping. Unbelievable. Like, that's it, like, man, we got hot spotting over there. We need extra chainsaws. We need fuel. We need whatever, like just really, really cool um, uh, applications. And of course, all the payloads, you know, from this small little drone are also payloads that are interchangeable amongst our fixed wing, our heavy uh, lift, our medical response drone, like they're all, you know, totally um, interchangeable. So uh, we just put this out um, uh, for order. Uh, it actually doesn't start shipping until uh, October and it's robust. The, the demand and our pipelines are full and we got a ridiculous amount of demos uh, set up for it. Law enforcement's looking really heavily at this thing. Um, uh, it's actually being considered as a as a DFR, a drone as a first responder. Uh, all kinds of different sensors that you can put on it, and uh, so it's it's a really fun product. I'm really proud of the engineering team. They, they took a long time to put it together, um, but they they really did it right, and they just made it super super simple. Like it's you know the way you're talking right now about releasing in October, 
you know, I think there's going to come a time when Dragonfly, specifically you as the CEO, you're almost going to be, uh, you're going to be in the same situation as Elon Musk when he's announcing our newest innovation on an electric vehicle. We're doing this, we're the fast one, the, the truck. Like there's going to come a point, I'm pretty confident about this. It's going to take next three years or so where people are going to be saying, hey, Dragonfly's come out the new product and here's the press conference, you know, it's going to be online or whatever the case is, like the the like the way Elon Musk or the way Steve Jobs used to do it for release. That's how big of a deal I think drones are going to become in our future. Am I overstating that? And maybe no, I don't think so. No, I, too you know, enthusiastic. You know, you think it, you think, or if you reflect back to for those that are old enough, uh, us that are old enough, and or if you look at you know the history of product releases, you know the things that like the phone industry or the tech industry does today is what the car industry used to do, right? Like the biggest product releases every year were the or at the car shows and the new Lincoln yep. coming out and the new da 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 da. And it, you know, these are things, and, and that's really how mainstreaming drones uh, are going to be. But it's also not just because it's a new feature, it's because it has so many solutions that it can solve. You know, people can picture themselves needing or wanting this particular product when explained through story, which, you, you know, Jobs was the master of and Musk is incredibly good at. Um, and yeah, so for sure, I mean, that, that's that 100%. But, but again, it, you know, coming up with a drone product that has that can stay up 10 minutes longer or fly 500 feet higher really isn't that interesting. But when you're talking about a product that can be dropping chainsaws into bush exactly. uh, fires for different exactly. things, and, and it really is meaningful, then all of a sudden it's like, wow, okay, that, that's, I want to understand. So I, yeah, I would like to, I'd like to think that we'll, we'll get to that spot. Yeah, we're going to be there. I can almost see it. It's, it's, it's just only a matter of time. Uh, let's talk about a couple of specific applications. Ukraine, you've mentioned that a couple of times. There's two things going on there. First, you've got the search rescue. Sorry, 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 sorry. Just, I, I'm going to interrupt you for one sec because I forgot Go to ahead. mention, you, you asked about the LIDAR. So it, oh yeah, it, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no my bad, my yeah. bad. The, the 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 now this is a this is a big distinction in my opinion about our solution strategy as opposed to a manufacturing or or a hardware utility strategy or or you know go out and buy different people and just kind of cobble it all together strategy. So we designed our own lidar. Now lidar right is basically a radiometric uh, wave that shoots out, bounces back. Uh, depending on its, uh, I'll call it density right now, it goes through different things. You, you can map a forest and see the floor, right? You can see every little leaf. You can see it actually can do ground penetration. It right. gives you these amazing 3D models. LiDAR is an exploding industry. But it's basically it, eyes for the drones at the end of the day, right? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, it's a way to map. It, 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 drones and cars are using it yeah. as an eye and a sense and avoid type of uh, technology as well. And so uh, LiDAR is about to go through the same thing that drones went through you know, about two years ago when, you know, big business and the government realized that these sensors, right, are really security risks. So if you've got a Chinese LIDAR, and, and most of the LIDAR right now is produced in China or the United States, but there's a big price disparity. And so uh, you can sell, you know, uh, and deploy U.S. LIDAR systems, really expensive, really high quality, amazing product. Or you could deploy uh, these Chinese ones, which, quite frankly, are really good quality, all those types of things, but but they're offshore made. And the challenge is, if you think a drone, the, the drone can fly the, the instrument that collects the data, but the data is collected by that LIDAR. So we're about to see all of these sensors, in my opinion, start to go through these the exact same process that drones went through at a government and a big business level, where it's like, agencies are not going to be allowed to purchase you know, uh, uh, cameras or optics or sensors or light, you know, all of these things, unless they are from a North American or a certified secured 
you know, manufacturer. And so uh, preemptively, and again, this is based on customer demand, you know, we've built our own LIDAR system. Wow, so it's your own LIDAR. That 100% our own LIDAR. Like everybody thinks the drone is, is, the drone doesn't collect the data. The drone flies what collects the data. What collects course, the data is the course. sensor. And this sensor is the absolute, like, well, it's probably the software, but, you know, it is so incredibly important. So this LIDAR that we built, first of all, comes in at a price point that's, that's about half, it's about a third more than what the Chinese, uh, you know, kind of products uh, are at. But it's North American built and it's got all the same features that a dragonfly, you know, that a drone would have in terms of security and, and reliability and onshore uh, access to customer service, et cetera, et cetera. So, so from a market positioning standpoint, we think it's really well uh, positioned. Um, the second aspect uh, of it, however, really is because it's our own product and because we have a lot of our own software knowledge into it, it is differentiated. So when we fly a LiDAR mission, we can do certain AI that other LiDAR systems cannot do. Right. right. And, right, and right, so we're, right, because right. we're that end to end solution. It's not just LIDAR. It's not it's just LIDAR. LIDAR. It's really a data collection and interpretation analysis tool, wow. you know, for a forestry company or, a, or a, a long form infrastructure company like pipelines or power lines or things like that. So uh, we're, we're winning some great business with this already. Right. Because so a little extra cost isn't a big deal anymore because it's LIDAR plus unbelievable functionality to go with it. It's not just straight. Uh, and it know. is coming in at a cost that's less than the other secure systems out there. Uh, the other thing that we designed about this particular got, LIDAR system is, they really are, is this LIDAR can go on a helicopter, can go on a drone, and it can go in your backpack. Click into any one of them, right? So, so you're seeing potential licensing uh, licensing opportunities down the road where you're going to keep for drones, but if someone wants to put on a helicopter oh, or yeah, someone no, wants no, to yeah, put no, it somewhere no, else, no, you can yeah, just no, license yeah. out the tech. We're talking with customers now that that are looking at it for their uh, you know their forestry operations, for example. Uh, if they don't want to fly services and they want to have their own LIDAR, they'll buy the entire LIDAR system from us. The reality is they can put it on their helicopter or on their contractor, their vendor helicopter, or they can put it on their own drone fleet, or they can give it to their folks that are also, you know, planting trees and walking their forest lines, for example, you know, doing the, you know, and taking and capturing all the data at the same time, and it all integrates. So again, it's a solution mindset, and that LIDAR uh, will fit onto it. everything from our medium lift drone, obviously up to our heavy lift drone. I think I need to redo my, redo my intro because you said I was like oh, energy and all this great info. Now that I'm hearing this, I think I need to redo the intro and take the energy up another level because I'm <laughs> loving. I'm This is why I'm so big on Dragonfly. Anyways, it's I can't stop talking enough about it. And when I hear these kind of solutions, because I know a lighter. I'm glad you explained to everyone. I know a lighter is, especially how important it is in autonomous vehicles. That's where we typically hear the applications. But now to hear that you guys are putting it on drones and it comes with AI capabilities on top of that is just mind blowing. It's unbelievable what you guys are doing, man. So, you know, and, and, you know, these LIDAR systems are 50 to $150,000 and, you know, a 10 day LIDAR service packet, you know, mission is, you know, I hazard to say, but it's a couple hundred grand could be up to a couple hundred grand. Right. So, so when you're doing that type, you, you can see the impact they're going to have on the numbers. Right. That, that, that's the point. And, and there's literally hundreds of opportunities out there to sell the LIDAR and to sell the services. And around. LIDAR is ready to go right now. The, your oh, yes, no, it's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah completely, so you know, it's, it's, I'm going to make a big assumption, but uh, uh, would it be reasonable to assume that sometime before now and maybe the end of the year, 
you might we might get our first mm-hmm. bits of uh of lidar news lidar sale commercialization kind of news that's that's the goal yeah all right buddy can't well, wait we're all down the path so i'd be disappointed if not let's talk about the ukraine a little bit we that's all right. know that you've deployed uh many drones now for search rescue and medical response so two things i want to ask you is just an update how that part is going and then the second part is you now have expanded the capabilities to uh demining efforts you know my landmines uh so let's talk first about the update how the medical response side is going and and then we'll talk about the demining part yeah so uh i would say the the humanitarian and the, the delivery medical response uh really kind of has three you know areas i would think about you know uh first of all the the initial deployment of these and getting them into theater has been much more difficult than we anticipated you know the logistics the coordination at the flights uh, you know, you put a drone up in the air, everything stops, everybody freezes. If it's not coordinated with the territorial defense or with DOD or with or other humanitarian agencies, people don't know if it's friendly, if it's hostile, what the purpose is, those types of things. So we've been learning a ton in that. So the deployments have been slower than we anticipated. However, they're really, they're really picking up pace now. Um, we've continued to uh, ship, you know, every few weeks, there's new shipments that go in and uh, and and pretty much every drone system that we've put in or ev- every series of shipments that have gone in have gone in with some learnings, right? Some additional modifications. So the latest ones that are going in are going in with multiple cameras on them. So almost, you know, basically 360 views. We're not we're not technically stitching them all together for real time, uh, you know, 360 flying. But uh, we, you, you, you know, we've got, uh, you know, uh, first person flying, multiple cameras on them, really important because as you're coming into landing or drop zones, uh, now uh, you, you need to have a better situational awareness of what's happening around everybody. Not, not because you're necessarily worried about combatants, but, you know, it's the other people in the area are very unpredictable. You know, are they, you know, are they rushing towards it to get the stuff? Or are they, uh, are they undercover? Are they staying? You know, you just need to know everything that's going on. So that was one really big learning. We also switched the box from top mounted to underneath, uh, and it's actually got a drop uh, um, ca- a capability now. Right. So it, it it basically comes in hot. It, it's got a maximum two second uh, basically wait time, and even that would be a long time. Uh, where it uh, autonomously hits about a, about a two and a half to three foot um, ceiling. Uh, drops a package and is out of there super quick. Um, people don't want to wait, go up to a drone that's there. You know, they don't know what's out. They don't know if it's, you know, explosive. They don't know what it is. So it drops a package, the package Absolutely. Is yeah. marked, you know, people know it's coming in all that to the best of our ability. And then it's out of there. And, and there's been a number of, you know, communications, the ability to, it, we've increased the range. We've doubled the range of the communications on it. We put a bunch of different processes and procedures and technology on board to help prevent jamming or help enable jamming to, to jammers. Um, you know, so there's a lot of new tech that's going in that we're learning. But, but this is the stuff that's giving us, you know, I think years of, of accelerated learning in terms of this type of a theater and the learnings that we'll take back to, you know, the, the more commercial markets uh, here in North America. By the way, you do you, are you guys able to provide, or is it maybe, maybe you can't because it's sensitive, but any chance we'll get to see some footage of the, the drones themselves uh, making a drop or things like that. If, they, if we can, great. If we can't, we understand. But yeah, I know that, able- na- naively, I thought that wouldn't be a problem at all. And, and then you realize everything is intelligence, right? Yeah. Every yeah. optics, every it's all intelligence. And so there's a clearing process that has to happen. And so we're, again, with that part of the learning, uh, 
but uh, but there's dramatic footage. It's unbelievable. The the job and the mission that these people. Well, maybe one day we'll stay historic. No, yeah, I, I'm com I'm confident that we'll have a steady stream at some point when we work through some of that of uh, of of the impact they're having and the learnings and the lessons that 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 were all there. Uh, but again, you you don't know these things until you get into it. Right. <laughs> it's just, or I don't anyways. I'm not smart enough to think that. No, part. no, listen, you're in a brand new, you're providing brand new technology to a brand new theater. Obviously, there's going to be a learning curve of things that you didn't know. So let's talk about the demining side. So uh, you know, you're you you're you're you've already had the technology, you've announced this in the past where you use artificial intelligence in order to be able to uh detect landmines and things like that. Is that technology being used here? Is it something different? Give us some context and discuss maybe the tech that's uh, surrounding this because yeah so we, we, have a, awesome. we have a fantastic partner um uh in country uh it's a you know sizable company already works with the government at lots of levels we've had lots of government interaction all kinds of different agencies we're demoing we're testing we're learning we're training and uh basically the product vision of of what's unfolding very quickly um imagine if you will uh you know couple of vans pull up to an area of interest uh, that's been designated to uh, for mine detection. And, uh, you know, quite literally a, a small fleet, three to five drones are out and they're and they're they're covering that area and they're flying multiple sensors, uh, which could include but are not limited to to LIDAR, uh, magnetometer, hyper multi optical and thermal. Uh, and and we're now working wow. a little bit with some ground penetrating radar. All of those fly those missions. They'll fly them like in a morning, for example. Uh, they'll come back. That data will start to get processed. Then they'll fly them, you know, in the afternoon after any of the contents in that field can be heated up. Because you know, often if you've got ceramics or if you've got plastics or or if you've got wood that's being used uh, as mines, you know, magnetometer doesn't necessarily pick them up well. But pretty much everything out there conducts heat. And so you're able to see these anomalies and as they heat up and your thermal cameras can pick them up and, and you know, do the change detection. Now, they all go back in into a software and a map is produced as quickly as possible. And then that mapping is provided out to the demining crews. And so over a little bit of time here, we already have had some pretty good success, but certainly over- I was going to ask you that, what kind of success have you guys had? But yeah, well, awesome yeah, in terms here. of classification, right? So we're getting these anomaly readings and then we're able to start to classify you know, you know, not just if it's a tank or an anti-personnel or whatever, but even starting to and where we want to get to is that we can get right down to models and then we can maybe even start to have some predictive analysis around, you know, how they were laid and, you know, you know, maybe even, you know, what units or what type of deployment was done in order to delay these, what was the strategy or non-strategy behind them? Like there's an incredible amount of, of intelligence that will come the data that we're able to analyze. Now, I don't want to overpromise that will just take some the real value of what will happen out of this. You know, it'll take 40 years by some accounts to demine uh, the Ukraine. And for every day of war, there's 30 days of demining. I can't uh, believe in a few months they've laid enough mines over there to, that they require 40 years. Yeah, every day is another month. Every day. Uh, oh, my goodness. That's, yeah. a, that's an absolute tragedy, man. But, so, you know, there's but, the, the human cost, the economic cost, the psychological, you know, it just goes on. So it's a big mission. And uh, and we're not the only ones over there, you know, you know, uh, solving these problems or helping uh, solve these problems. But we're we're, we're certainly in a very intricate uh, uh, position uh, with access to some incredible people in mind. And, and uh, I, I believe that what this will what we're doing will become a standard. I, I that's our goal anyway. And um, and there's you know, I hate to say it. There's more business than we'll ever do in that regard.
Hey, no, we, we, none of us, none of us are happy about that, but if the no. problem has to be solved. We're glad that you guys are solving it. So la last thing, Cam, uh, from record revenues to saving lives and saving future lives, how, how proud, how happy should Dragonfly shareholders be and how optimistic should they be about where the, where the, where the company's going? You know, we're, um, we're a company that's trying to do the right thing. Right. And the right results uh, are are going to show. It's, it's uh, you know, I think we all sleep really well at night knowing what's unfolding and uh, and people are passionate. There's not an evening or a weekend that there aren't teams and people, you know, working way more than they should uh, in order to uh, to make things uh, make things happen. So, um you know, like the like the whole like the whole drone aid initiative where we had we had shareholders that are stepping up and donating money to put drones over in the Ukraine. That's a hundred percent grassroots initiative. That what like I wish that was our idea. That that was our shareholders, you know, stepping up and saying, how do we, you know, how do we do this and get direct impact? Like, how could we be a part of that? So, you know, when, when you start to wow, have alignment, look, we don't do everything perfect and even well sometimes, but but when you start to have alignment, you know, from your customer right through to your employee, right through to your shareholder, you, you know, great things are going to happen. Great things are happening, but, you know, great results will will uh, will happen. Well, I think I speak on behalf of everybody, man, all shareholders, where we're incredibly proud to be a part of a company like Dragonfly, uh, innovation, record revenues, saving, as you know, saving lives. It's just, it's just a whole package. And, uh, and we thank you and the team for what you guys are doing, Cam. Thanks so much, man. Here honor. we are in the middle of August when everyone's taking it easy and you guys are out there literally saving lives, demining. Uh, it's unbelievable, man. Way to go. Congratulations. Well, just, I got to throw it out also, not just to our employees and our customers and our shareholders, but you know, to to the Ukrainian people as well in, in, on that particular topic. You know, They're fighting our fight and uh, and we need to do everything we can because it it's it's our fight and they're fighting it. And Dragonfly is behind him. And that's awesome, my friend. Uh, can't wait to have you back. Try and take a little time off here in the last, you know, 10 days before the markets come back after Labor Day. But in the meantime, I can't believe what you guys have done in the first two quarters. And I can't see what I can't wait to see what you're going to do by the end of the year. George, you're amazing. Thank you. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Cameron Shell. He's CEO of Dragonfly Trades on the NASDAQ, DPRO, and for our friends in Canada, also on the same symbol, DPRO. For those who are new to the story because you saw the headline about record revenues and now you found out this amazing story, the company's profile page because there's so much going on here and drones and drone solutions aren't uh, easy for everyone to understand because they're just burgeoning right now. We've got it all laid out for you. And then once you've got that foundational knowledge, and you want to find out all the details about Dragonfly, click over to the company's website, and hopefully today you discover your next amazing small cap technology company. Thanks for joining us. Have an amazing day. See you next time. Hey, guys. This podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.